0: So, Michelle, we all know you have the best tips, but look, you can't possibly be everywhere to help everyone. That's where an authorized Disney vacation planner can be a lifesaver. And luckily for you, we just happen to know the best. That's Nate, of course, from Main Street and more travel. Oh, yeah. Nate is
1: the best. And with things changing at the parks, resorts, and, of course, the high seas all the time, it's so hard to keep up even for me well that's not true yeah but Nate is always right on top of every move Disney makes so he can help you have the best vacation ever
0: oh for sure If you're looking to visit Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Sail the Seas on Disney Cruise Line, or even explore anywhere in the world beyond Disney, our friend Nate from Main Street and More Travel can help make your vacation dreams come true. No question, sweetie. And if you've listened to our show
1: for any time at all, you know we're big fans of high-end experiences and that's just what you get when you work with Nate. He'll give you concierge-level vacation planning services, but at no additional cost to you or
0: your family. Heck, You may even save money if discounts become available because Nate is always looking to make sure you get the best deal possible. And did we mention all of this comes at no
1: extra cost to you? That's because it's Disney that pays Nate for all that top-notch
0: service he provides so you don't have to. So if you're looking for the best person to plan your magical vacation, just go to more.com Fill out the form on the website to get the process rolling on your next fabulous trip with Nate. And be sure to tell him Tom and Michelle sent you. ¶¶ Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my wonderful, gorgeous, I'm sorry, I can't help it. Michelle is still getting things all set up. (laughs) (laughs) Wiping her mouth, taking a drink. It's very distracting right now. (laughs) Sorry. But she is my wonderful, gorgeous, intelligent, very hardworking. I'm prepared. Walt Disney World and Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival fan.
1: (laughs) Michelle. Hi, everybody. Thank you, sweetie. Sorry about that. Didn't mean to be derailing the show quite so early. No, I'm just planning on doing it later. But we're off, well, to, we're off to a great start. I just start. know it'll happen later because it always does.
0: <laughs> and obviously by the fact that we leave this in the show, you know, we don't edit a lot out of the show. We're just going to go. And this is just who we are. Exactly. We do. <laughs> Uh thank you for joining us today. We're recording this episode on Saturday, April 22nd, 2023 with the show dropping on Sunday January January April 23rd. <laughs> I was right there with you. My brain was going like, oh, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. This show is going to be one doozy of a show. We're off to a great start here. Um, this is kind of going to be how it's going to go for most weeks from here on out. We won't be recording on Sundays because from here on out for the, almost the entire foreseeable future, I'm working on Sundays. Yeah, but
1: you have a nice two days off in the week, two consecutive days off in the week. So that's a good thing. I have
0: sacrificed my weekends to be able to get two days consecutively (laughs) off every single week. Uh, and so that's why we're doing that, but that's fine. We'll, we will get this show out to you on the same day anyway, despite right. my working on those days. Yeah. So, thank you for joining us today. In the future, you'll find us most everywhere you get podcasts. So the very best place to find us is on our own website, Podcast.com. Also, we are on social media. We're on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast. Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventures Facebook group. Also, we're on YouTube. If you want to find us there, we're at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. Or you can just do a quick search for Hyperion Adventures Podcast and hit subscribe and you'll know whenever we have a new video. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, HyperionAdventuresPodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, we love hearing
1: from you and whether it's by the any of the socials, the email, or through uh, Facebook sharing we love it
0: yeah um, all sorts of different avenues to get in touch with us to talk about things to share things Um, we like in, in them in all ways shapes and forms for sure so now before we get into this week's show you know we like to take a look back at the week that was because you know although there tend to be some downward points of the week we always feel like there's some really high points in every single week, and we are the Disney show of positivity, so we want to be sure to point out those positive moments. And we do that with my favorite thing from this week. What was your favorite thing from this week? We always want to know. We'd love for you to share it with us through the Gmail account, through social media, whatever. Uh, But we're going to share our favorite thing from this week right here. And when we do this, we always start with Michelle because she's fantastic, awesome, (laughs) all things good in the world. You know, she does the best research. She has the best lists. She definitely has the best tips. She also has the best, my favorite thing from this week. So, Michelle, what is your favorite thing from this week?
1: Um, well, I think my favorite thing is probably going to be your favorite thing. So, I was trying to come up with another one. And I and so, I think I'm going to share that I got free onion rings
0: today. Wow. Yes. I, I, I was already jealous of what was going on today, but <laughs> then you threw on... Free onion rings on top of it. Yeah, it's like I'm, I'm just completely green with envy. <laughs> no, it,
1: there was there was a loud band playing when I was placing the order for onion rings. And the person taking my order thought I said a drink that has a very similar name to it. So then I pointed out that no, I didn't want the drink, I wanted onion rings. So they get, they refunded me right away for the drink and I'm like, "Okay, can I order the onion rings?" And the and the cast member who was helping with the refund said, "I'm just going to give them to you." Wow, very yeah. nice. Yeah.
0: Onion ring pixie dust. There. I know. <laughs> nice. What a score. That's awesome. That is a good, my favorite thing from this week. Thank you, Three onion rings, any day. I know, and they're delicious. Yes. They were very good. Very nice, very nice. We'll talk about what Michelle was doing today uh, here in just a little bit. Uh, My favorite thing from this week was basically a lot of the stuff we're going to talk about on (laughs) today's show. So you can just wait for that, but I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's going to be here in our, our main topic segment. That is definitely my favorite thing from this week, including... The one nighttime thing that we did was probably the utmost my favorite thing from this week. But we'll get to that in a moment. So assuming that
1: it's the going to Disney World. Yes.
0: The entire thing was my favorite thing. But uh, especially one part of that. Yes, I know you did. I know you did. And I didn't get free onion rings. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that might have topped it all, but I didn't get those.
1: I don't know about that. <laughs> Spending uh, a night at uh, Bay Lake Tower and being at the parks is pretty special. It's pretty special. Yeah. That's for that sure. That would have been my favorite had I not known it was going to be yours. Had and you had I not free got onion free onion rings, onion yeah. rings today. <laughs> don't keep rubbing it in. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I could have also said having that um, I had a... Well, maybe I'll save this for later.
0: (laughs) I I had a lot more fun things, too. I can't wait to hear it all, and we will hear that all here shortly. Um, Let's get on to this week's show. We have lots of stuff for you this week, including if you've been wondering when you'll be able to buy into the Disneyland Hotel's new Disney Vacation Club Mm -hmm. Tower, well, we have some good news for you. Speaking of DVC, we have some exciting news about a new addition that is coming to the Walt Disney World Resort, yeah, (laughs) and even though we're not really close to Halloween, we are halfway Halfway. there, yeah, and that means we have some interesting spooky season updates as well, we'll get to those as well, but a lot of announcements this week, yeah, that's later, Okay, let's go ahead and get to our main topic of the week. As you may remember from last week's episode we did have to push this trip back by well it, it seems like it's a week it was actually only a few days as we were recording the episode but I think uh, Michelle you would agree with me that we may have made the right choice yeah
1: it was amazing to see exactly Pinpoint the time of year to go back (laughs) to the
0: parks. (laughs) She's already marking it down on our calendar for the years upcoming on what days we will want to be visiting, especially Epcot, but the Walt Disney World Resort in general. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we did uh, go. That's what we're talking about today for our main topic of the week. Uh, We did uh, pay a little visit to Walt Disney World Resort Mm -hmm. for a couple days, especially Mostly in particular to check out the Flower and Garden, the Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival, which we had not had the chance to visit so far this
1: year. Right. Yeah, it was fun doing that. And um, like I said, it was a great time to go. The weather was really mild for
0: us, too. So all in all, we had a fantastic time. Yeah. Uh, didn't start particularly mild, especially on our drive over there. We did this trip, by the way, on Monday, April 17th. We stayed the night and then we continued it on through a portion of um, Tuesday, April 18th. And yeah, there were some uh, fairly strong storms going through (laughs) the area on uh, Monday morning, so much so that it delayed our trip a little bit because we got stuck in some, well, not stuck. We were trying to avoid and going through a very different route to avoid some nasty traffic on right. the highway. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, the weather was causing some uh, definite problems with traffic, yes. let's just say. So we went away. I think we never went before, <laughs> but uh,
0: thanks for GPS to guide us there. And we right. got uh, to our destination somewhere around, oh, what did we get there? Well, actually, I'll stop that right there. We got to the Walt Disney World Resort somewhere around eh, between 11 and 1130. Oh, and- I thought it was closer to 10. No, it was, my, it was around 11. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah. right, 11, yeah. Um, should have been there around 10. Right. Uh, but <laughs> no, not that early. We weren't thrown that far off. We were maybe delayed by a half an hour right. of what our normal drive would have been. But then we got there, and we noticed quickly that there was an issue going with the monorail system <laughs> while we were there.
1: <laughs> yeah, as we were driving towards the Contemporary to park our cars, and um, then before heading out to the parks, we could see on the on the monorail that there was one that was clearly not moving stuck i think it already had some equipment nearby that you could tell it was definitely not operational
0: so uh, but we we went to uh, after we uh, you know got to the hotel and parked the car and everything we went and checked to see if, if the monorail was running if they still said you know take the monorail to epcot or we have a bus service available and they say you take the monorail. the monorail yeah so that's what we did. We went upstairs, uh, got ready to go on the monorail, and because of this train that was stuck on the tracks for a while, <laughs> there was a bit of a delay. Even with the you know the Magic Kingdom monorail, because that's where they have to take this broken down. It's not really broken down, but not working at the moment right. monorail and uh, change the track and bring it back to the station. So to do that for safety purposes, they needed to pause some of the monorails there.
1: Right. The the one that does the uh, express between the ticket and transportation and Magic Kingdom right. was then closed down. Right. So everybody going to or from Magic Kingdom, whether it be from the parking
0: or any of the resorts, w- were all on one monorail right. line. And even then, um, even with the uh, resort monorail still working as that uh, train was being switched to the track that pulls it off uh, towards the station, that is all that takes place right between the Contemporary and the Magic Kingdom. And for safety purposes, like I said, they had to even pause those trains right. for a little bit until they could switch the train and get it off of there. So that delayed us by a little bit more. Finally, our train comes. We were able to get to the Ticket and Transportation Center. At first, it didn't look like we were going to be able to get to the had to.
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, we had to wait for several uh, monorails before we could board because they were all full still. Well, a couple.
0: Uh, Not several. I mean, it was like two. Yeah. Yeah. Two. Yeah. So it took a third one or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But we got there and once we... We were able to go. We were trying to figure out: Can we take the Epcot monorail, or do we gonna have to find a bus or some other transportation? Right. Um, but as we were, Michelle spotted as we were kind of going towards where the buses might be. That the other side of the uh, Epcot monorail thing was open. Entrance, and, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so you couldn't
1: in. go the ru- the routine right. like when you get off, you couldn't go. Where kind you, of the way that
0: would lead you around you, the back. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. You'd normally take a right and then a, and you know like a U turn to bring you to that one, but that was that was closed
0: off. So, but we, yeah. we were able to get in that way. And finally the monorail did show up and we eventually did make it to Epcot <laughs> about, Oh, I don't know. We, we finally got in there on nearly noon. Right. By the time yeah. We got in yeah. there, but that it was all right. Yes. It was, it was a little difficult, but you know, the one good thing about it is that it had been raining pretty much the entire time we had been there up to that point. Once we got off the monorail and got to Epcot, it was still gray at least right. to begin with, but the rain had mostly stopped at yes, that point. That's right. So yeah. we, in some ways, it was kind of good for us.
1: Right, and the it was a cold front actually that was coming through, cold in you know finger quotes. Yeah, you know, for, for Florida, Florida, you know, it was so, only in the high seventies. Right, yeah, so it made it so comfortable and mild you know being in those
0: lower temperatures and not a ton of humidity at once the rain moved on Right, nice little breeze it was good Uh, and gradually throughout the day it did get it was a great start but actually we got through the day uh those clouds were breaking up and it Mm -hmm. actually was ended up being pretty sunny right yeah later on in the day so that's kind of how our morning started as you can see it was a little bit of a (laughs) hyperion adventure to begin there, but um, got in, Flower and Garden Festival, as always, spectacular. The topiaries, I mean, I'm going to start right off the beginning when you walk in, and you know what big fa- fans we are of Encanto Kanto. Right. Um, right there, uh, seeing Mirabelle and all of them right there in front of Spaceship Earth, uh, I thought they looked fantastic.
1: Yeah, they, it was just so beautiful, very colorful, um, and, and I, I'm glad they brought in those characters. I, I you know, yes, kind of miss some of the, you know, you, Pluto has been a standard there for a long time, but it was nice to see this new and very vibrant. Like it was almost like the picture scene in the film where they're kind of standing around, around together for a picture to be taken. Yeah. Obviously, it didn't include all of the characters, but the main ones, and it was adorable.
0: Yeah, mainly the you know the the sisters and um, the young cousin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was Mirabel, Isabella, Luisa. And um, sorry, I'm blanking on the young one's name right right now. I apologize for that. But he's there. And it was just, it looked, it was just adorable and and beautiful. And um, it it was a welcome addition, I think. More Encanto in in the parks I'm a fan of. Right, right, yeah. Even if it is just topiaries right now, uh, that was good. But um, we did stroll through much of the park. And we did get to check out a lot of the topiaries that were there through our two days. Mm -hmm. We did visit Epcot both days. We decided this is going to be a flower and garden trip. Except for a small stop at magic kingdom which we'll tell you about in a little bit um but what were your favorite to- i mean some of them were classic ones we've seen for mm-hmm. years there were a few new ones but what were your favorite topiaries um i i think
1: over in great britain i like the ones that they had over there so you know some of the uh, winnie the pooh mm-hmm. and and even peter pan mm-hmm. and in the alligator and yeah. TikTok the croc crocodile. I mean, yeah. yeah. I'm thinking Florida alligators. Yes. <laughs> crocodile. On the <laughs> yes, yes. Um I, I thought those were really adorable. Um and I think stood out for me. Yeah.
0: Well, you yeah. know, for me it's always Anna and Elsa, right. although they have a new home in uh in uh, Norway right. now, kind of it's closer to o- Oscar Fuchs, right. you know. Um, but that was good to see them. Um, I love the Three Caballeros. Yeah, uh, when you go by that one, but all oh, the topiaries—it's just so wonderful to check them all out and and see them. I was thinking we were talking about this that uh, I would love to see Disney, Walt Disney World, and Epcot do something where they did like a early morning tour a topiary tour essentially, you know, before the park open, you pay a fee, you go around, you have somebody, you know, lead you through all the topiaries, talk about how they're made and they're presented and everything. And, and maybe some of the other flowers and and garden stuff that's there, and maybe finish up with a little breakfast somewhere or something, you know, I I think that would be a wonderful tour. One, I would be really, really, I would definitely pay a lot of money to do that. tour. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think it would be awesome. It would definitely be fun. And Worth doing. Um, the other floral things that were there, and and again in this tour, they could even talk about that. Were just all the the very vibrant colors that mm-hmm. they had on the land portion, like especially um, if you're looking on the side, you know where um, Figment and the land mm-hmm. and uh, um, Nemo and friends, just all the very bright colors that they have on, on the area
0: that's it's by the waters there yeah. usually grass area but it's just popped it's always does every year that yes. they do such a wonderful job of of not just the topiaries but yeah um laying out the flora and fauna mm-hmm. throughout the park i mean it's always great at epcopa for flower and garden it really shines at that yeah. point yeah yeah I know it was like I said. The colors were just mm, so brilliant so there at that at the, that area in particular. Mm, yeah. So, of course, you know, flower and garden. We got to talk about the topiaries, guys. But what we really need to talk about? Let's get down to it. What, yeah.
1: Well, there was the other topiaries that I don't know if we have just never noticed them before or if they were new. Was having the succulents. Oh yeah, making they did up
0: some succulents in figment. Right. Uh, for one, and but there were like some butterflies, butterflies that were mm-hmm. made of segments. Uh, uh, <laughs> Succulents, succulents. Thank you very much. Boy, (laughs) Uh, I guess I I was I was looking too forward to the food that I got lost in my my words (laughs) there. So, uh, yeah, I'm I love the use of succulents in. in It was so unique looking. Yeah, Yeah. uh, very cool. Uh, very much so. Okay. Uh, now as I was talking about back to the food, Uh, (laughs) because that's really what we were there for. We're always there for the festival food, and we did try a lot of food Mm -hmm. uh, during this. Um obviously not everything. There's too much food to try. Um, And we did leave some things for us to sample as because we're going to be back uh, in about eh, a little over a month from mm now um, to be able to sample some new things. But we did want to kind of go through some of the things that we did sample in case you have a trip coming up uh, and you want to hear what we thought about some of the dishes that we had a chance to try out at Flower and Garden.
1: Right. And I think we tried to... We tried to try out, (laughs) we tried to sample more of the newer dishes, Mm -hmm. although I think we did hit a couple of the. We had some
0: old favorites uh, as well to see if they still stood up. Some did, Mm -hmm. some not so much. We'll talk about that. So I'm just going to start, you know, well, we did and approached it on the day-by-day basis. And actually, it was kind of funny because um, on the first day, we went one direction, started like towards Canada and went right. around that way. And the second day, we went the other way. We started kind of at Mexico. Right. So for those of you who, you know, prefer to start at one way or the other of World Showcase, we got you covered here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Monday, we ended up starting up, actually, we there were a couple places right out front um, near the port of entry kind of that we right. wanted to hit up first. And they were more on the Canadian side. That's why we kind of went that direction. So the first place we hit up uh, was Trowel and Trellis uh, hosted by Impossible, which had um, some, some you know, uh, plant-based items, right. obviously, by using Impossible that we wanted to try. Uh, so the first thing we tried uh, was the Impossible Lumpia with Thai sweet chili sauce. And we also got uh, a little little bit of wine with it with the J. lor wildflower valley degree <laughs> very good yeah i don't but know if I, I don't know if it is but if i sound confident people will believe that's right. how you pronounce jay lor yes it was a, J. Right. Yes, that, it was a J. wine uh so what did you think of that first dish that we tried so the lumpia,
1: i really liked um and w- one thing that we had done and i had kind of read up on this too is you can ask for the uh, sauce they have a, a, a a chili sauce. It's not super spicy or anything like that, but having that on, on the side and um, then it's more likely to be crisp, you know, the Olympia. because if, if they had already poured it on and it was sitting under the lamp for a while, it could have gotten a little soggy. Mm-hmm. So we, we got some of that um, and loved it. I really loved it. I thought that it was a really good um, dish. I loved the sauce and, you know, it just Dipping it in was perfect. Yeah. You know, the wine, the wine was okay. Not, I just felt like it was such a light wine. It didn't really
0: have a lot of flavor. This dish could have stood up to something stronger. Yes. Yes. I agree. I I actually liked the wine. Okay. um, But I agree with you. I think that it wasn't paired correctly with the dish that we were, we were eating. Right. Um, I did like the lumpia. I have to say I'm a little bit, I don't know, um, I don't know, the fact that I lived in a neighborhood and had many co-workers Mm -hmm. that were Filipino that would bring in lumpia to work for lunch, you know, on a semi-regular basis, I'm a little spoiled uh, by the fact that I've been able to try some really, really good lumpia over my life. This wasn't quite that. It was good. It wasn't quite that. But I did enjoy it. And we ended up getting that dish twice during this trip.
1: Right. Yeah. It. W- yeah. I wouldn't say it was my best favorite lumpia of all times. But I thought it was a tasty dish, whether you call it lumpia or not. Right. Uh, but it was definitely tasty. I thought they, they hit the flavors well. I, I I thought it was, you know, crisp. I didn't think it was greasy Um, so I I thought it was, yeah, it was,
0: it was mostly crisp. Um, mostly, yeah, like you said, the the grease wasn't overpowered on it. The sauce, um, it's, it's a Thai sweet chili sauce, more on the sweet than the chili. You barely notice the chili in it. Mm -hmm. You do notice the sweetness in it. Um, but it was good. Um, and it is part of the garden graze. Right. So know that going in that it's uh, one of those, uh, that can help you get a stamp in your booklet, in your passport as you're going through. Yep. So, after that, right nearby was the honey bee Stro, <laughs> hosted by the National Honey Board. And there were a couple of things we really wanted to try there. So, right. we headed right over there. We made a bee line to it <laughs> next. Very good. Uh-huh. Uh, we did the chicken and waffles, which was a crispy honey brine chicken and honey sweet cornbread waffle with whipped honey butter and spicy honey. Uh, we also did the pollinator flatbread with honey whipped mascarpone. Honey caramelized onion, blueberry gastrique, prosciutto, honey whipped goat cheese, arugula, honey vinaigrette, and bee pollen. And to drink, we got the honey uh, peach cobbler freeze with blueberry vodka because, hello, and it had some streusel in it too. Uh, what did you think about those dishes, Michelle? So the uh,
1: chicken and waffles, I thought the flavors were excellent. Um, the the chicken, it was it was kind of like think of a a really nice large chicken nugget kind of thing, um, like a tender, right? Like chicken tender. tender, yes, yeah. you're right, exactly. The particular one we got, I think, was a little overcooked, mm-hmm. you know, because it was a little dry. Um, but the flavors were great on it, um, and and so I really enjoyed that. The flatbread. Excellent, and the drink was also very tasty. Um, you know, and and I think you had even mentioned it. it was true. Having the streusel in there
0: kind of gave it some, a little bit of component of some texture. Yeah, it gave there. you a little little crunch in there right. as you're drinking this. It's kind of it's similar. It's kind of like a thin milkshake almost. A thin right. alcoholic milkshake is kind of what I would compare it to. But it was it was very tasty. Um, I did enjoy that very much. Chicken waffles were good. Like you said, the mm-hmm. chicken was a little seemed a little dry, a little overdone. But the waffle was great. The honey butter on there was, mm-hmm. was complemented it really well. Uh, the flatbread I thought was very tasty. It tends to steer on the well i mean it's the honey bistro right uh, i did tend to steer on the sweet side i uh, if you got some of the prosciutto in there so you had a little salt to cut it i really that that kind of helped i really think that that dish could have benefited from like some uh pickled um, onions mm-hmm. or something on there right. something with a little acid i mean they do have the blueberry gastrique but that barely came through a little acid to break up the, the sweetness right. of it um might have helped but if you got a good bite with the mascarpone the prosciutto and all and some of the other items on there it was a very tasty right dish. exactly yes. and and the crust was good everything yeah, right. else about it was right. good it was it was a very good dish right i just think yes. it could have been even better exactly yeah so from there we decided let's go head over to canada and do a couple of our our old favorites things that we have uh, tried in the past mm-hmm. and enjoyed we wanted to see if they stood up this time Uh, The first one was the seared scallops with French green beans, butter potatoes, and a brown butter vinaigrette uh, with uh, applewood smoked bacon. And then also we got the beef tenderloin tips with mushroom bordelaise sauce and whipped potatoes with garden vegetables. So, Michelle, we've enjoyed those dishes in the past. Right. Did they stand up to what we thought of them from, let's just say, last year? I think the beef did. The beef dish I thought was very tasty.
1: Uh, had a lot of nice flavors in the in the gravy as well. Um, not so much the scallops, unfortunately, or maybe it was just my taste buds of the day. Um, but that one I usually love, and I I couldn't say that this time.
0: Yeah. Uh the tip the the beef tenderloin tips were really good. The, the beef was tender. Uh, the sauce was good with it. Potatoes great. I have no thing bad to say about that dish. Right. Um, the seared scallops. I thought the scallops were cooked well. Mm-hmm. I thought they were tasty. Um, the problem I think with this dish, and again, um, going into this, remember this: a, there are different chefs cooking, different servers making right. these on a daily basis. What happened this time? Might not have even happened later in the right, day. Right, it might not exactly. happen the next day. It might not happen next month. Um, I thought that they oversauced it a little bit with the brown butter vinaigrette and applewood smoked bacon. And you never say like, oh, too much bacon is never a bad thing. <laughs> um, I think it was mostly about the, the combination of that with the vinaigrette um, just overpowered that dish yes, to me. Yeah. Uh, and so it didn't, it, unfortunately, it buried the scallops a little bit and, and some of the green beans and everything else. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And they, yeah, the portion of that sauce Mm -hmm. was so large in comparison to the the actual other main components of the dish. Right. So
0: you might want to ask and see if you can get the sauce on the side or um, maybe light sauce Uh, again. And the serving they may give you may be completely different. I mean, I really think that dish could have been a winner Mm -hmm. uh, if it had just been done a little bit more precisely. Right. So from there, we continued on through that portion of world showcase and we picked up a couple of things over in uh, Morocco and in between Morocco and France a couple of dessert items and a, a just a nice savory item. Mm-hmm. Um, we picked up at La Isla fresca which is between Morocco and France the coconut tres leches with vanilla which is a vanilla cake soaked in oat milk, almond milk and coconut milk. With toasted coconut, it again, part of the Garden Graze thing, so you can get that stamp in that booklet. Um, At the Tangerine Cafe in Morocco, we picked up the Orange Blossom Saffron Cake. So we picked up a couple of desserts. Mm -hmm. We ended up actually taking those back with us and eating them later. We did not eat them at the time. We didn't feel like we needed the dessert at the time, but we ended up eating them later. Uh, Michelle, what did you think of those two desserts?
1: I think for the tres leche using some alternative milk products it was very good it it's it wasn't um that sweet so it wasn't as sweet as what you would normally think of a tres leches but i thought the balance of of the cake to the liquids was really good and it had a nice flavor mm-hmm. you know i think you just had to have the mindset that it wasn't going to be like what you would normally expect with the tres leches but i like that they did have that
0: healthier option of using alternative milk products. Well, for especially that. for anybody who is lactose intolerant or right. has a dairy allergy Al- of some right. sort. Um, yeah, that was great.
1: And then the other, um, the Orange uh, Blossom, orange saffron, blossom cake. saffron Cake was delicious.
0: Yeah. I mean, that was a hit. Yeah, we both big, loved big, that one. Yeah, that was great. Uh, it's kind of a, it's got a, like a nice little soft cake and on top of it is almost like a, it's hard to explain, but it was almost like a cheesecake in. Maybe we're, we thought it might be a white chocolate shell almost around it, um, but it really hit a lot of different notes, um, taste-wise and um, a lot of texture-wise were right. really good. Uh, I thought that was a really good dessert. And the colors of it were and very it was, pretty yeah, too. it was a beautiful dish. You've probably seen, you may have seen some pictures of it uh, in the Disney Parks blog or whatever. It's the kind of, it's like a little green cake with an orange bulb on the top of it, which is where the cheesecake and, the, and right. everything is. It was very delicious. That was one I would go back yes. for. We only got one, but uh, that is one I would go back for. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Also at the Tangerine Cafe, we picked up the hummus trio, which had a traditional hummus, red beet and black garlic hummus, and an avocado herb hummus, uh, which came with uh, Moroccan bread and crispy papadam. And we also got with it the pomegranate mimosa. Now, what did you think of that dish, sweetheart? I thought it was amazing. Uh, The
1: variations that they had in the hummus were really unique delicious um they brought a different flavor to it the i know that the beet hummus um had i think it had like little cubes of beets in it or
0: maybe it's pickled beets i don't know but something
1: else yeah Yeah. so it gave it a little bit of texture as well um and there was one that had pine nuts that might have been the traditional
0: right no the traditional had uh pieces of large, large garbanzo beans. Oh yeah, that's it. right. Right. So, was so av- it was the avocado, avocado. Uh, herb hummus that right. had the pine nuts. In right. It, right. Um,
1: but yeah, it just so many great flavors. Um, you know, and, and like you said, it had some bread and crackers with it. Um, probably could have used a little bit more. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That was my one issue with, you know, it's right. a silly issue with it, but um, I'm one who likes that kind of have that, uh, that vessel to, to, to scoop, scoop up, up. Uh, right. you know, and there was, there was fewer crackers and bread than there was hummus, you know, to right. dip it into. And you know, I know more power to you. If you want to grab a spoon and just right. eat the hummus, it was pretty good. I wouldn't blame you. Um, but I just kind of like to have that thing to scoop it up and, and eat with my hummus. Right. So.
1: I mean, it, it was a, you know, I, for for hummus and in that setting and everything, I felt like they were generous serving yeah. amounts for each Especially of the since you three. got three of them, yeah. Right. Um, so
0: I thought that was, you know, a definite plus. Right. Uh, also part of the Garden Graze. Uh, so I oh, get yeah. that stamp if you get it. Um, and we got, like I said, we got the pomegranate Ooh. mimosa mm-hmm. with it. I loved that combination. That hummus um, you know, with the, the bread and the crackers. And then the, the mimosa, which was vibrant, fresh, it kind of broke up some of the richness right. of the hummus. I thought it was a really, really, good, really good, good pairing.
1: Yeah, I agree. And you know, one of the things that I observed, and maybe I'm wrong about this. I know they were introducing a lot of um, different like ales and ciders and things like that, uh, along with the food. It didn't to me, feel like these were pairings. It just seemed like they had these dishes that you could try that felt, fell under that that theme of that spe- specific uh, location and some other beverages, alcoholic and non-alcoholic. But it didn't seem like they were the, a pairing that you would yeah. say, okay, I needed to try this with that to really enhance it. But like you said, with the hummus, with the pomegranate mimosa.
0: It did, it was yeah, a great pairing. It was, it was perfect. Um, to me, that was probably the best drink, food and drink pairing that we mm-hmm. we saw uh, during our, our visit this time out. Um, I loved it, I would get that again. The mimosa's great, um, I totally would get that again. Um, so that was pretty much all we did for that day. We Our room was ready, I mean, we had done some other things. I'll tell you about them a little bit later while we were at Epcot. Um, but food wise that was pretty much it for the day. We did decide to go hit up over at the France Pavilion La Al Boulangerie, Patisserie. <laughs> I didn't get that at all right. Michelle's <laughs> I can see it on Michelle's
1: face. It was very close. <laughs> well, how is it? Say it, Michelle, the correct way. Well, I don't know if I'm saying it the
0: correct way. Le Boulangerie patisserie there you go see much better than me michelle well, always does the best i don't know we'll have to <laughs> for,
1: check in with our good friend charles charles will know for for sure for, he can oh he's he can Canadian. Rate it he, i know there's really a little know. bit of a he, variation he, 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 would, but, he
0: would put a at the imagine. end of it <laughs> patisserie a <laughs> oh
1: my god
0: <laughs> but anyway so we picked up a couple items uh from the Restaurant that I will not pronounce again. The pastry or try. shop. Yes. Um, and we ended up taking those back to our hotel room. Mm-hmm. And we ended up enjoying those later. They're fantastic, wonderful, and always great. That is a... I think more and more people are starting to know that spot. But it, if you're looking for a nice sandwich, salad, dessert, just a nice baked good. Right. um, That is a spot you and to take home by the way. Yeah and you can ask them to go and they will package it nicely. Um, That is a spot you'll want to hit up for sure. Yeah
1: and if it looks really crowded then do one or two other things and go back. Which is exactly what we did. Yes and you'll see that you know there there are some peak times
0: obviously but there are some much more manageable for sure lines. for sure so we picked up some good stuff there and we ate that later in the room uh now on to our tuesday food um as i said we kind of went the other way the one spot i wanted desperately to hit up but mm, we'll probably have to postpone this one till the next vague uh next trip out there um we were tried to first thing when we went, got into epcot on tuesday is we went over to the brunch cot marketplace right. uh which is over by test track but we got there and I guess because it was that brunch period, like well, right was, before. And it was a, the
1: only uh, kiosk open. At first, because they were open earlier right, than the other ones. Breakfast.
0: That line was so long. Yeah, we started to get in. That was incredibly We get long. in it, and then we decided, you know, Nah. Yeah, it was going to be moving slowly because there were tons of people right. there. I really wanted to get the Lox Benedict uh, there, but uh, that one's going to have to wait. and We'll try and hit that up later next time. But yeah. uh, we did instead, so we just kept on going that way. And we went over to Mexico and stopped at the Jardin de Fiestas, which uh, had a couple of great mm-hmm. items that I had circled on my list of things I wanted to try. Uh, we did the Quesadilla de Flor de Calabaza, and that is a house-made masa tortilla with squash blossoms, bacon, onion, zucchini, and cheese. And we also got the taco vampiro, which is barbacoa beef in a corn tortilla with grilled excuse me, crispy grilled Monterey Jack cheese, salsa ranchera, and discutes. Uh Both of those dishes. I don't know what you thought, Michelle, but those were two of my favorites.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. And I'm not usually one to like corn tortillas, uh, but they were both really
0: very tasty. Right. For the quesadilla, that house-made masa tortilla, it was one that, I mean, I've had some really good tortillas. That was really, really good it for, a, really for good. a theme park tortilla. Um, I really loved that quesadilla, and it was mostly because that tortilla was just so good. It carried yes. the dish.
1: Yeah, it really was good. But the cheese in it too was, um, it wasn't what you would normally expect from, you know, going to a place, even a Mexican place of getting, you know, the traditional Mexican cheeses. This was really, I, I kind of want to say light, but it, it was, you know, but it still, it, it allowed some of the other items in there
0: to shine. It it carried the freshness that you would hope for from a flower and garden type right. dish. Um, it wasn't a heavy quesadilla. It was a light, mm-hmm. uh, bright, beautiful quesadilla. And that's one I'm going to be trying again the next yes. time we go because yeah. it was really good. Uh, the taco vampiro, the beef was really tasty in it, um, complemented with the cheese, the the salsa ranchero. Uh, the esquites. if you don't know what that is, it's a corn... Um, kind of, um, like a, oh shoot, why can't I think elote? of the name? Elote, thank you. Uh, like an elote, um, it's got a little kind of, um, remoulade sauce in there, but that was a little spicy to it. Um, a little cheese that was, it was a good combination in that dish as well.
1: Right. I mean, well, first of all, having the term vampire in it <laughs> kind of figured it was going to be a hot dish, but it wasn't overly no. hot. Cause you know me, I, I don't, I, I, I like some heat. But I, I don't
0: like it if that's overpowering it. And this was a nice balance. Yeah, I would actually say it could have used a little more heat. Um, it was great. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I for me personally, maybe not for you. Right. But just a touch more heat, I think, would have made this dish even better. But I really, really mm-hmm. liked it the way it was, just the same.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I could have probably handled a little more heat to it. But I liked it the way it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: So uh, that was great. Uh, next door, we stopped over at uh, Florida Fresh which is near Disney Traders, and he picked up the blackened fish slider with roasted tomatoes, watercress, and citrus remoulade on brioche. Michelle, what did you think of that dish? That
1: was a real hit for me. Uh, first of all, the size of the fish portion was impressive. Um, for the dish, and you know, because a lot of times with sliders, it's all bun, and you know, a little bit of something in the middle, whether it be the you know whatever protein or or a plant-based product. But this really had a a, a very good-sized portion of the fish, uh, and the flavor of the fish was good. It was blackened, which you know I I like the spices in mm-hmm. that that kind of a, a fish. Uh, it was a little dry again. I don't know if we just, you know, if it had been sitting for a while or overly cooked that, you know, that particular batch, but it didn't necessarily ruin it for me. It's just right. something I noticed.
0: Uh, the fish was cooked well, considering it's, you know, may have sat for a little bit. Right. Um, I didn't think the fish was, um, you know, super, it, it wasn't overdone completely is what I'll say. Right. Um, I do think, and, um, uh, you know, it could have used a little more of that. I didn't even know there was a citrus remoulade on there. Maybe there was just a little bit because it, it needed more of that. It needed right. just a little more sauce to kind of complement this dish.
1: Yeah, I noticed it. It seemed to be like on a certain portion of it. Like, I don't know if they just, when they, before they covered it, just put it like on half or whatever.
0: But what, yes, when you did get that, it was such
1: a nice complement to
0: right. it. But despite that, uh, really good dish. And again, another one that we would get again, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. For sure. Uh, meanwhile, we, we made our way down that side of World Showcase, stopped over in China at the Lotus House for uh, where we saw the pan-fried vegetable dumplings while we were there. Those looked good in the picture. Mm-hmm. We po- picked those up, went over to the little Zen Garden area over there and yeah. sat down. And uh, we each, uh, came with two of those. So we each had one. What did you think of that dish, Michelle? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> not it wasn't the hit that yeah. like you said how it looked um even the presentation was
0: beautiful it just really didn't have a lot of flavor to it um even I, for a dumpling he, i would. here's what i would say about that dish i thought the dumpling was pretty good on its own um if it, it, but the problem with it and now if you look at the picture of that dish it's sauced just kind of lightly. Um, The dish that we got was sauced pretty heavily. That's true, swimming. And the sauce kind (laughs) of, it was this sweet sauce and it just kind of dominated everything in this dish. And uh, so it was just kind of hard to get the flavor of the dumpling out of it past this sauce. So that's where I just felt that that dish failed. It might've been better and it might be better if you try it on a day that maybe they sauce it a little less or you get the sauce on the side.
1: Right. I felt the dumpling could have included a little bit more filling. I thought yeah. it was light on the filling, so you and know, I would didn't like to, get that flavor. It was all
0: dumpling. Right. And I think for the price, I would have liked to see one more dumpling on sure. it. Sure. Just two dumplings wasn't quite enough. I mean, right. not that it was an expensive dish, but I just felt, you know, dumplings don't cost that much. Right. Another one more dumpling, three dumplings probably would have made that dish a bit better. Well, Plus comparing that price to some of the other dishes and
1: right. portion sizes. Agreed. Mm-hmm.
0: So, we only made one more stop for food after this, and we wanted to hit up uh, over at Germany um, at the, and I'm going to totally mispronounce this, the Baumarkt farmers market in Germany. <laughs> uh, and there, these are a couple of things I'd circled that I really, really wanted to try. Uh, the one was the potato pancake with caramelized ham, onions, and herb sour cream. And also, I wanted to do the toasted pretzel bread topped with black forest ham and melted Gruyere cheese. Uh, Michelle, I know you weren't fans of either of these dishes. I wasn't.
1: I, first of all, I, I was surprised that Germany Pavilion kiosks are traditionally very heavy in terms of the number of people, like people go there. They love the food from there. And so I was kind of excited that the line was a manageable length for us. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, those dishes, the the pretzel bread, it was the bread, the pretzel was good, but it was just, it just didn't seem like what was being presented was what you got, you know, it was right. just a little disproportionate bread with anything else. Um, yeah, neither of those dishes worked for me, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah,
0: I got it. Um, I was a little better with them than I think you were. Um, I, not as much with the potato pancake, because unfortunately, and again, this could have been just the serving that I got. Mm-hmm. Um, the potato pancake, I really wanted the potato pancake to stand out and everything else to kind of complement it. Instead, it was like just covered with the sour cream and ham that wasn't even, they say it was caramelized ham. It was like little tiny cubes that were kind of a little weird. Um, And so it just kind of buried the potato pancake. You barely even knew it was there. And so unfortunately, it just didn't work for me. I really wish they had put on the ham that they put on the pretzel bread, which was kind of more of a a shaved ham Mm -hmm. almost. I think that would have been better. A little bit less sour cream or the herb sour cream. And I think the potato pancake could have stood out a little bit more. Right. But it wasn't my favorite dish if I did yes. the imagination.
1: Right. They did have, uh, we didn't get it, but they did have where you could get the potato pancakes with an applesauce. And that was a plant-based dish. Um, but we, th- we were going for the flavor. Uh, right. Uh, more traditional flavor. And so that's why
0: we got the other one. So, well, applesauce with potato pancakes is a very traditional flavor. It just wasn't what we were. Looking right, for right. At
1: that but time. I was thinking, so, yeah, yeah, with the uh, the right. and stuff. As
0: far as the pretzel bread, I ate a little bit more of it than you did. And it was hit and miss on it. And that's the unfortunate thing about it. I, it was, you know, the, te- the, the pretzel bread was good. It was um you know nice and um, soft in the middle Mm -hmm. crisp on the outside it had that good pretzel flavor um but where this dish was lacked was that like you would get bites if you got bites with the ham and the cheese in it Mm -hmm. it was really really good but there were a lot of bites where you wouldn't get one or other or both, you know, and then that's when it was just, I'm just eating a, you know, a soft pretzel. pretzel. There's nothing wrong with that. right? But then when you got this dish, I kind of wanted that whole thing, because especially when you get those bites where you get them all, um, you want more of those bites because it's really, really good. So if they could just add a little bit more, especially of the cheese, uh, I think that this dish is a real winner. It was okay. Uh, It just could have been, it could have been better.
1: Yeah, to me, it was like if you had a sandwich that was half full you know, but, on full on one side, so parts of it you're just eating bread, and parts of it you're eating a sandwich, right. and
0: yeah, yeah, um, yeah. wasn't the, the as good as we were hoping for, but I, you know, and, and your results may vary, right? Um, but I, it was, it was okay. Um, we were just kind of, especially because people are always lined up in Germany. We yeah. were hoping for that much more, and it just wasn't there. So that kind of um, completed our food. Uh, journey. journey through oh my Flower gosh, Garden. We both said journey. Yes, wow. Except for one thing, we did get enough stamps on our garden graze. That's right. That we were able to go pick up our little specialty reward mm-hmm. for going through that. Right, Michelle? That's right.
1: Yeah, that was fun. So we did get a Dole Whip that served in a plastic cup. That's, they call it a souvenir cup. I wouldn't put it in the dishwasher. <laughs> um, but it was cute. It was a cute little cup. And the serving size was, I think, what would have been pretty... Tr- Pretty Close, standard Dole Whip, uh, dole whip. It wasn't
0: actually Dole, it wasn't pineapple, right? It was it kind was of a lime, lemon, lime, mm-hmm. or a citrusy flavor, right? Yeah, right, which really kind of made it
1: very, you know, especially now and, and as we're getting into hotter weather too, it probably it was would warming be up even up at that more point so, in the day right? It, it so. was nice and refreshing, lighter. Than a, a regular Dole Whip in that flavor, and just it was just very bright. Um, you also got a packet of seeds, of mm-hmm. wildflower seeds that came with. Yeah, that's with kind the, of a nice. Yeah, you know, yeah. It was spread old, the flower and garden right, hopefully right, into your garden. Yes, and the the little packet that it came into had the the same pattern and coloring that the uh, the guidebooks have um, for the festival.
0: Um, so it was kind of cute yeah. to get those. But yeah, what did you think of the Dole Whip? I liked it. It was good. It was refreshing. I mean, it's not as good as a real Dole Whip. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't call it a Dole Whip. It's kind of that same consistency, but it's not a Dole Whip. Dole Whip is pineapple. That's don't true. Don't tell me. Don't sell me on anything else. Dole Whip is actually pineapple. Anything else is Dole Whip Plus or Dole Whip Extra or Dole something. Whip Different. Yeah. Right. You know, I don't yes. know whatever you want to call it. Um, but it was, it was refreshing. It was great. And mm-hmm. like I said, it was was we were at the warmer part of the day so it was kind of good to have something like that at that
1: moment definitely did like that
0: so as i said that kind of completed our food journey i just wanted to give a uh, talk about a couple other things we did uh, during this day first of all we did stay this time at bay lake towers one of our favorite if not our favorite DVC right. location. Um we stayed in a deluxe studio with a lake view. We actually had a pretty good spot where we could see the lake. Um we could see the contemporary right. and we got a little view of the Monorail right. from yes. our balcony and we sat out there quite often during the evening and during the morning to kind of enjoy that whole thing. Right. Yeah, it was
1: um chilly in the morning, so it was kind of nice cuz a, a lot of times too um if you're there during certain times of the year you can go out and it's pretty hot and not so comfortable to sit out there but we had really great weather the whole two days yeah
0: it all worked out very well we love bay lake towers we love the convenience of the monorail access to both uh, magic kingdom and to epcot plus the walk right to magic kingdom is so simple uh it makes things so easy um plus i mean the contemporary right is right there so there's some really nice restaurants within it um I, i just we just and there's just something about the rooms at Bay Lake Towers. They're just, there's aspects of them size wise, the way they're laid out that just kind of speaks to us. Right. And they also
1: have conveniences,
0: uh, especially over at the Contemporary,
1: and you could take the bridge across there from Bay Lake Tower that even if you feel like you need a, a snack at almost 11 o'clock at night, you'll find something open.
0: Uh, The One thing I will say about the rooms there is they could use a little upgrade on the the televisions that we're seeing in a lot Mm -hmm. of the refurbished rooms, you know, that have a little more access, a little bit more capability of of, uh, casting from your devices or whatever on them. And also a few more um, USB outlets for some of your, uh, you know, rechargeable devices because they really don't have that there. They yeah, want, you'll, you'll want to bring the plug. Part. Right. Um, so uh, know that going in if you're going to be staying there. But other than that, uh, that place is great. Uh, one thing we did get to do while we were at Epcot that we did for the very first time, at least in the United States, is go and try out Remy's Ratatouille adventure right. um, because we happened to be strolling near France and we just happened to look at the time. And it, the wait time was only 40 minutes Right. when we got there. We're like, when are we going to be here when it's wait time for Remy is only 40 be minutes. Sure. Yes. So we went ahead and yeah, we waited in line for a little while and it was the true 40 minutes. I was thinking, Oh, it's 40 minutes, it's probably 30. No, it was really 40 minutes. Um, but well, I was, think it was our timing. We had, you know, the, the
1: rains had kind of stopped. Right. And so um, we went over there and I think everybody else realized it. Plus a lot of people had lightning lane to return at that time.
0: So it didn't. It oh, jumped up. a little, Yeah, but it, it was okay. Yeah. Um, and we got to experience that attraction for the first time. What did you think of it, Michelle? I liked it. I really, really
1: enjoyed it. I, I To me, it seemed a little different from my recall of what some of the scenes we saw in France. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just not remembering it well. But it was
0: cute. It was fun. I enjoyed it. How about you? Yeah, I, I enjoyed it too. It's been a long time since we did the one in mm-hmm. uh, at, at Disneyland Paris. Um, but uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. had a great time. I'm always concerned with some of these screen rides and how they're going to affect, because I do have susceptible to motion right. sickness, but didn't really have any issues with that. Um, and I thought it was cute. I, I thought some of the set pieces were nice. The screens were good. Um, I, I enjoyed it.
1: Right. And if you haven't been to Epcot in a while or to see that, um, it's in an area that, you know, was developed, you know, with this attraction, but it also has, you know, some other little spots to get some mm-hmm. food and things like that. So it, it brings a little bit more of the France aspect to that uh pavilion, which yeah, is kinda cute. For sure.
0: Uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I liked the little area back there a lot and um that's why we'll you know, and again, I don't know when we'll run into it where the only a forty minute wait again right. or less than that. But um, maybe something we will try again in the near future, but let's get down to it. Uh, this was to me, the best part of the trip. <laughs> we did go ahead and head over on the evening while we were staying at Bay Lake tower to go ahead and take in the return. Yes. It's been a little, you know, almost two weeks, but first time we've got to see it since it came back, uh, the happily ever mm-hmm. after nighttime spectacular and, um, uh, I, I'm just going to tell you, it is still the king. It is the best. Right. Now, unfortunately, Michelle maybe only seen the top of it because we <laughs> didn't have the dessert package. She, she had tried to do her best to find a good spot where for vertic- the poor, vertically challenged, she <laughs> could find the view, but, um, uh, it still was, it was in my opinion, great. What did you think, Michelle? Yeah,
1: I it you know first of all the music is just amazing for that fireworks show, and I it's like you said it's my favorite as well. Um, I I you know for the most part I could see a fair amount of the castle, um, but I was also trying to take a look at times and turn around and because we also had a spot that was close enough to you know, being like kind of at the end of Main Street USA, because I do know that animators really put work into creating some more of the projections for Main Street USA to add on to this show from its original um, mm-hmm. release. And there were some parts that were, were you know, I thought really helped to enhance it. And if you were on Main Street, it could kind of help um, really tie the, the scenes together with what was projecting on the castle. Like you've mentioned in the past, Disneyland has this down to a science in all senses, because there are going to be nights that they cannot do fireworks. And so the projections have to be the show, have to carry the show, you know? So whether it's projections on the uh, on main street buildings or on the castle You know, and like you said, they also have uh, the Matterhorn that they're projecting off of. So that really helps support the storytelling and the music. This was better than what I saw with the prior version. of Enchantment. Yes, of Enchantment with what they did on the projections. So there was some improvement. Um, It's just, it's still not to the level that they do at Disneyland, but I was glad to see that they're moving in that direction. Yeah. Like
0: you said, there's a purpose for why Disneyland's needs to be better because that could be the entire show is just the projection. So, um, and often is, uh, so it needs to be that way. And here it's just kind of extra filler. And I, you know, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt at Walt Disney world and magic kingdom because of the fact, especially this show, was not designed to have those projections on down right. Main Street. It was designed to have the projections on the castle, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, adding this on, you know, if they if they didn't go overboard and make them be the star of the show, um, it's understandable, right? Sure, but that's okay. Um, here's the thing about Happily Ever After, and that I will say to this day is that everything about that show is perfection to me mm-hmm. personally. Now everybody's gonna love their their nighttime spectacular. Right. That show, the way the story is told, uh, the way the music comes together with the various different characters and some films that you don't get a lot of run uh, in regularly. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I'm talking about, especially like say, you know, um,
1: Hunchback Hunchback. of Notre Mm -hmm.
0: Dame. Uh, I know Merida gets a fair amount of run uh, from Brave, um, but you get that in this. You, You get a lot of things that I really, really love in there. It just, it plays out so well top to bottom and the fireworks complement the projections so very well. It makes me cry every single time. Not that that should be a shock to anybody (laughs) because I cry at everything, but this thing, this show is undefeated and just tearing me apart. And then, you know, when Tink flies and everything and the words that are spoken, it is, and and, you know, and then Jordan Fisher and Angie Kielhauer singing Happily Ever After. This show is it for me. It's so amazing. It's wonderful. I love this show, and I'm so happy it's back.
1: Oh, I am too. And, you know, I it made me realize, too, that even without the projections, so if you're watching the fireworks from, you know, say, um, Top of the World or at uh, California Grill or something like that, and you cannot see the projections as well, like you said, the fireworks and the music really are just so impressive.
0: And do a great job on their own of telling a story. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I was mean, we were talking about it, I'm like, you know, the show, yes, the projections do add to it, but the show would be wonderful without the projection, just because the, the notes, the music hits, the story it tells, and the fireworks, which are brilliant, um, would be enough to carry it. Right. Um, the, the projections just put it over the top.
1: Right, I, I think that was my, you know, and, and maybe you got tied into it too trying so hard to find a spot where I could see the projections made me forget that the fireworks and the music Mm -hmm. are just phenomenal on their own. That yes, the projections add to it and are beautiful, but it's still, it's not even necessary. You can still have that heartwarming experience without having... projections. Right. Uh, The only
0: thing I need to do is be able to see Tink fly, because when Tink flies, uh, it's over for me. I'm done. I'm done. I'm a wreck. I'm a puddle. (laughs) Uh, It's just so great. Uh, I love that show so much. I'm so happy it's back, and that was it. Um, That was, I mean, we did some other things, but I think those are the main components, and we've talked for almost an hour about our trip. Yeah. Uh, You know, but it was, you know, just a quick 2 dayer. We've got a longer one coming up here at the end of May that we're excited about, but uh, we hit, did a lot of great things, a lot of fun things in that quick trip out to Walt Disney World. Yeah, it was totally fun
1: having those two full days out there. Yeah.
0: So, there you go. That's a discussion of our April trip to Walt Disney World. We did have so much fun during Mm -hmm. our trip to the Walt Disney World Resort. Short two-day trip, but it was a lot of fun. But as we alluded to earlier, (laughs) that wasn't the only trip that one of us made to the (laughs) Walt Disney World Resort this week. Michelle made a trip out today as we're recording this to Disney's Animal Kingdom Park to help with them. It really wouldn't be a celebration of their (laughs) 25th birthday without Michelle there, of course. So Michelle had to show up. I mean, she's pretty much the guest of honor. Sure. (laughs) She got free onion rings. I
1: did get free onion rings. See?
0: So, Michelle, tell everybody a little bit about your trip today for Disney's Animal Kingdom's 25th birthday.
1: Well, and it's funny because I've actually had this plan for... Quite a while, probably at least a month or more. Um, had the reservations for today when you know. And I knew I had to work for more than a month or more, (laughs) so I knew I wasn't going to be joining. I know, I know. I did make a reservation at first for you, but I did cancel because I knew it wasn't going to happen. But anywho, um, yeah. So it's Earth Day as well as. Animal Kingdom's 25th birthday. Um, so that made it special. We've been there on Earth Day and the, yeah, and, and the park's anniversary as well. Um, and, it, you know, it is fun. It is a lot of excitement. Um, this year, all, being that it was the, the park's 25th anniversary, there was a lot of buzz. They had a great opening ceremony in front of the Tree of Life, um, you know, and had some, some of the uh, park's management team there to talk about the conservation efforts and the, uh, things that has been historic from the park in terms of helping with, uh, animals, uh, sustain, not sustainability, what do you call it?
0: Um, Breeding program. Right. Yeah. Just everything
1: that they're doing to help with animals, um, and sharing that information around the world. Um, and you know, so it it was just a lot of excitement in the air there. Um, and they did have, you know, some things that were today only, I know that they've been celebrating earth month, um, this week, earth week, they've had some things, but today they actually had some special things that I wasn't even aware of that they were going to have for today only. So it was fun getting to participate in that. It wasn't a normal trip to Animal Kingdom. Well, one, because I did it and got back this afternoon to record, so it was a very short time up there. Um, But it was a lot of fun. They, you know, they, uh, as I said, they had the opening ceremony. Today was also the first day that uh, you could get your photo with Moana. Um, They have a wonderful location to have that and a lot of space. Uh, It's just a beautiful setting for a photo with Moana. Um, And then today they had some uh limited releases of some pins and i saw you got a couple of those i did yeah. i guess some really beautiful 25th anniversary pins that are you know supposedly today only um and actually as the storekeeper said it might not even be all day today it's like when they're done they're gone I, they're gone and, and
0: we saw I, you took a picture there was a pretty long line yes uh for the merchandise yeah for
1: sure. yeah because they didn't ha- they didn't have some of the things at every store. So there were just certain stores that, that would have this. But they had a great process with mobile ordering, you know, that you could check out yourself and then just as you're leaving, show a yeah. cast member. and um, So so that was a very smooth
0: process. That's been going on in the stores for a while now. A lot of the Disney shops yeah. throughout the parks. We've done we've used that before in the past. I'm glad they're right. continuing on with that because that does make the process so much oh, easier. Not only do you yeah. have to have a line to get in, but then you're lining up at the cash registers right. too. Right, exactly. That's not easy. So
1: um, The other thing that uh, I want to bring up that I saw in the park was they were doing annual pass sales in the park. They had designated locations that you could buy um, new annual passes. You could renew or upgrade your annual passes right there. They had a cast member to help do that process, so I was... I actually went and talked to somebody that was working there and just said, wow, this is really great that you're offering that there in the park. So yeah. that was super cool um, about that.
0: that. This, this is as of, we're recording this on Saturday, <laughs> April you, 22nd. Right. If you're going to be there on Monday, April 24th, no guarantee. Right, that, it's right. gonna be, that That's still going on that they haven't sold out of annual passes, but that's good to know that they were doing
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. So that, I was really happy to see that they, they had like little kiosks, kind of like what the uh, vacation club, uh, setups were they kind of had stuff like that there um the but yeah they um they had some specialty foods got to have the um they had a a cinnamon roll that had some like banana and caramel
0: elephant cinnamon roll yes the elephant
1: cinnamon roll um i i got one for you honey as i was leaving did you Uh, get it free no i did not get it free of course not I did not get it free. <laughs> You're so funny. Didn't get it free, but there was only three more after that. Wow. They were only making a certain amount for today. I, I mean, that's what they told me. They might have been making <laughs> another batch. Who knows? But it, um, tell
0: everybody, we only have a limited supply. You better hurry up. And get I know.
1: Them. Well, and the reason I think that they might not have been was because when I, I got one for myself early in the morning because I didn't have breakfast yet. That was the only place that was, you know, that I could get some breakfast uh, without a reservation. And the cast member that I bought it from was saying, you know, today only. And when I went to buy the one for you, he was in front of me. (laughs) And they told him there was only five. And he ordered two. So. Maybe. I think Maybe. They might not have been making more yeah. because it was also um, by that time it was already about twelve thirty one o'clock. So they probably felt like that that was more of a breakfast thing, um, and they weren't going to be selling entirely it. possible. So mm. you might have gotten
0: one of the last, of the last three.
1: Yes that were going to be sold today in the park so they'll be
0: actually specially tasty because of that <laughs>
1: but um, yeah like i said i think most of the fun was just that there was a lot of energy that you know people were really getting into it um, you know the opening ceremony as i mentioned was really nice and people i was glad to hear people really applauding and cheering as the, as it was announced things that were being done um and just recently how you know many millions of dollars the company has donated to some um local charities that are also uh working towards conservation etc so yeah that's great so yeah, it was fun fun morning
0: looked a lot of fun i saw some pictures that you sent me as i was working away uh, <laughs> yes, <that's sorry>. some <laughs> of the fun that was going on out there and it looked like a blast and i, I know there were some other people we saw some uh, follow people we follow on mm-hmm. social media that were out there as well, and they were all having a good time. So it, it makes me happy that so many people were out there right. enjoying. Disney's Animal Kingdom Park uh, for its, you know, it's the it's the youngest, as we speak, of the Walt Disney World parks, right. including the water parks. They're older than it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so 25 years, though, that's fantastic. And it's it's grown into one of our favorite parks, for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of fun. I mean, today wasn't the day, if you didn't have Genie Plus, it wasn't a day to do, attractions, <laughs> try to get no. more of the attractions. But that's all right. It was just a fun day to, like I said, be among everybody feeling like they were celebrating together. Yeah.
0: Very cool. Very cool. So happy birthday, Disney's Animal Team. 25 years. Yeah. Don't look a year over 20.
1: (laughs) Kind of like us. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not a year,
0: not a year. Very good, honey. I'm glad you had a great time out there. I'm glad you got free onion rings. I'm glad that the whole thing, I'm glad one of us got to go. Well, thank Uh, you. You know, I couldn't make it. No, no, no. I'm glad that you got to go. I encouraged you to go. And uh, uh, I'm glad that that happened for you because uh, it looked like you had a blast. And I'm glad that uh, you got to experience that. appreciate it. For sure. For sure. Let's go ahead and move on to the Disney stories of the week. I have a few for you this week. I'm going to start with, if you've been wondering when you'll be able to buy into the Disneyland Hotel's new Disney Vacation Club Tower, well, we have some good Mm -hmm. news from you, or not from you, for you, Uh, this from the Disney (laughs) Vacation Club in an email they sent to us. They said, it's nearly time, starting on May 2nd you can be among the first to add onto your membership at the Villas at Disneyland Hotel, the newest Disney Vacation Club resort. Inspired by animated classics, this modern masterpiece promises a story and every stay for Disney Vacation Club members. Uh, From newly imagined duo studios to grand villas. And just like home comforts, every accommodation is bursting with creative inspiration. Soak up some sun at the new pool, a mid-century hangout for the entire family. And it's okay. So this is, like I mentioned, open for purchase on May 2nd for qualified DVC members. I believe that means you have to have 150 points that were purchased through Disney Vacation Mm -hmm. Club. Um, If For everybody else, for the general public, it'll be available for purchase if you want to buy in on May 30th. So know that going in. Um, The price that we hear is $230 per point if you want to purchase. Yeah, got that from our guide. He called us. Our guy, our guide. Guy, guide. Yes. (laughs) Um, We also saw the uh, points chart. He sent us the points chart Mm -hmm. for what's going to be coming up. And what I saw from it is it looks like you can, uh, depending on, you can stay there for as low as 13 points per night for a Sunday through Thursday duo studio standard view room during the low times, Mm -hmm. of course. Or as much as 200 points per night for a peak season three bedroom grand <laughs> villa on a Friday or Saturday night. So yeah, it's there for everybody. But yeah. I actually, I, I was happy to see that they have, I wasn't sure what the point totals were right. going to be for this resort. Um, there's actually some relatively low point totals for stays on some right. some of the studios and some of the one bedrooms even. Right,
1: exactly. I mean, I, I, I think, you know, they're kind of comparable, um, I mean. Considering that some of the rooms now do not have like a patio, so some of the you know you're you're maybe not using as many points, but if that's an important aspect of it, but they do have patios with one bedrooms and above, right? So um, you know something to consider there. But yeah, the point systems, the points um, scale was. Better than I expected, Yeah, especially for Disneyland and the fact that the only other DVC resort is um, the
0: Grand California. Right. The price per point is a little more expensive than we paid for when we bought the Riviera and uh, some other ones Mm -hmm. that have been more recent. But it's to be expected that it would go up a little bit. I Mm -hmm. mean, things are more expensive. This is California. Things are always more expensive in California, as we know from living out there. Um, But yes, we will almost certainly be purchasing into this because we need a West Coast base as well since we we still have family out there and we will be taking semi-regular visits, not to Disneyland, of course, but also to see family. So it would be nice to be able to book this thing you know, well ahead of everybody, right. because it, believe me, it, it can be tough to book DVC rooms yes. out there at, at the Disneyland Resort. So, you know, being able to book it 11 months ahead of time right. um, will be a godsend to us. Absolutely.
1: You know, and the years that we don't go out there, we still use those points here. So
0: Yeah, exactly. That's the one good thing about DVC is that, you, you know, yeah, you're purchasing a home resort. But that's not the only place you can use the points. You can use them all over the place. Exactly. Speaking of that, speaking of DVC, we have some exciting news. And this also threw a monkey wrench a little bit into our plans of what we're purchasing. (laughs) A new addition that is coming to the Walt Disney World Resort. This was from a Disney Signature Experiences press release. They said on Thursday, Walt Disney World Resort and Disney Vacation Club announced proposed plans to bring refreshed cabin hideaways to Disney's Fort Wilderness Resort Mm -hmm. and Campground offering guests a private retreat in the midst of nature um, with many of the comforts of home.
1: Oh, yeah. So excited. And yeah, like you said, it made us rethink about the amount of points we're going to get at the Disneyland, the Villas at the Disneyland Resort, because we know, I mean, first of all, we love the campgrounds, but it's also Scott's favorite area to vacation and so this is gonna be a win-win for us.
0: Yeah, before we signed into DVC and even a few times afterwards, um, Mm -hmm. the cabins were one of our go-to spots Mm -hmm. for places to stay at the Walt Disney World Resort because it just, you have a little bit of privacy and yet you have that kind of that one bedroom feel um and it just kind of it was just kind of homey to us and so but we'd kind of gotten away from that because we needed to use our DVC points right. at some of the other places now that we can put those both together yeah um that's fascinating to uh, to me and right. i know it is to you michelle yeah yeah so it's
1: it's exciting that that's going to be happening and you know that they are going to be renovating i mean we love the cabins the way they are and it sounds that they're going to do maintain, you know, kind of like the floor planish concept that they had there if you've ever stayed there. Um, but they're going to have, it looks like more light coming in because they're going to be having more windows, um, to, to really be able to appreciate mm-hmm. some of the light that that's one of the things the cabins don't really bring in a lot of light right the, the windows are, are kind of narrow and small um so this is exciting and like you said it's a one bedroom it does sleep more than most any other one bedroom uh, dbc right up to six um you know and, and i'm i'm wondering if but sounds like then they would be keeping the be- bunk bed concept right as well in, in a in a fold-out couch or a
0: murphy bed some sort of yeah, like very that. similar to what they've had now. Right. What's currently exists exactly. out there. Yeah, uh, the proposed plans call for more than 350 new cabins to replace the existing cabins at the resort which will have, uh, which I've delighted guests for many years and will soon be ready for a refresh. Additionally, the proposed cabins would be built with an eye toward the environment, utilizing the footprint of the existing cabins and taking advantage of more energy efficient features. I think one of those would be having more light in there so the lights don't have to be on quite as much. they do say that, uh, you know, they the um, as with all Disney Vacation Club resorts, the proposed cabins will continue to be open for reservations to all guests. So that means, yes, if you have points and you can buy in, you can use them there, but you can also still purchase cabins right. there without being a DVC member.
1: Yeah, you could stay like at a resort. Using it as a resort, regular resort, Mm -hmm. Disney resort, right. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, They're also doing some other improvements throughout the Fort Wilderness resort and campgrounds, including uh, proposed pool and walking trail enhancements, as well as a new expanded dining experience at Trails and Restaurant, which recently closed. Mm -hmm. And uh, Crockett's Tavern, um, when they said there's more exciting news to come. Now, we don't have any real information about when these will go for sale? Um, you talked with our guide about it immediately. Yeah. Said somewhere in 2024 is what mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. thinks. Right. Um, don't quote us on that. Don't quote him on that. I, you know, um, but they will are projected to open somewhere in 2024 as well, and they will be the 17th. Disney Vacation Club Resort.
1: Yeah, and they're going to do it through a phased-in approach. So they're going to be going in and replacing, you know, I don't know if the, how they're going to do it, like in a certain, doing loops at a time because it's all in a loop system or or what, but they're going to do that in a phased. So they'll still have some of the older cabins for a while longer that they can still rent, out, you know, sell out
0: or for regular resort purchase. Right. And the, the switchover should be fairly quick and easy because remember these cabins they're they're called cabins they're really kind of trailers (laughs) um that are you know pre-made right so it's just a matter of you know unattaching everything from the cabin that's there now from the plumbing and so forth the electrical system and everything picking it up and moving it and then moving the new one in, attaching it to everything and, you know, leaving it. And that's pretty much it. It's not like they have to build all these on site. So the process should not take that long.
1: Right. And I think a lot of the appliances have been replaced, what, probably about five or six years ago, not too, too long ago, where that like the stove and microwave uh, had already
0: been replaced. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It'll be good. I'm excited about it. Can't wait to hear more mm-hmm. about it. And uh, we probably will buy into that as yeah. well. Yeah. So <laughs> got to get some more money made here. <laughs> Let's get that done. But we'll probably do that. So uh, moving on, even though we're not really close to Halloween, we are halfway there. And that means that we have some interesting spooky season mm-hmm. updates. This from the Disney Parks blog. They say it's halfway to Halloween. And in celebration of the wicked occasion, Walt Disney World shared that Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween party will return to Magic Kingdom part late this summer. I don't think that's a big surprise, but it's still good news. And it will run through this fall. uh, Get ready for a spooktacular celebration with plenty of tricks and treats when this series of parties kicks off at that very Halloween-y time of (laughs) August 11th. (laughs) In that realm. (laughs) I think they just they just want to give people as many chances as they can to yes. be able to get out there and enjoy it, even on their summer break, and have the Halloween right. time, and right. get those costumes on and everything. Uh, with spellbinding entertainment, favorite Disney characters dressed in their Halloween best and more celebrate the most haunting time of the year at Walt Disney World Resort. This limited capacity nighttime event starts at 7 p.m. and allows guests to experience shorter wait times on attractions, themed food, and beverages and more. Guests of select Walt Disney World Resort Hotels, Walt Disney World Swollen and Dolphin Hotels, and the Shades of Green can purchase tickets starting on April 27th. Right. So coming up really this quickly. Yeah. yeah. And tickets will be available to all guests beginning on May 2nd. So if you're thinking about going and they, I'm not giving you all the dates here, believe me, they're right. all out there and there are a lot of dates. Um, that's how you, that's when you can go ahead and purchase your shot at uh, Mickey's not so scary Halloween party. Right. And if you're
1: looking for some, like, especially some key dates, either on Halloween or very close to Halloween or certain weekends and things like that, that's where you'd probably want to start putting in your,
0: you know, purchasing those early, as early as possible. For sure. Uh, For sure. Meanwhile, over on the West Coast, the Disneyland Resort announced that the Oogie Boogie Bash, a Disney Halloween party, will return this upcoming Halloween season. I don't think that's a surprise. That is a big time favorite. Right. Some people will say it's better than the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. Mm-hmm. I'm not con- I've i not been to the Mickey's Not So Scary, so I can't judge. All I know is the Oogie Boogie Bash is amazing. Amazing, yeah. yes. On select nights this fall, you can don your favorite costume for a frightfully fun time at this separately ticketed limited time capacity after hours event at Disney California Adventure Park. It's never too early to start planning that costume. More details on this year's Oogie Boogie Bash will be announced later this summer. So we don't have dates or when they're going to be going on sale mm-hmm. yet. Um, but just know that that's coming and that's exciting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very happy that they made those announcements. Uh, and, I, and it makes sense, too, because they have the new movie Haunted Mansion coming out in theaters uh, this summer. So it makes sense that.
0: Yeah. For sure, and they got they, they announced a ton of stuff about Halloween. I'm not we're already long. I'm not going to get into everything here. Right. But there was a ton of halfway to Halloween stuff that came out. Right.
1: They're already because of the halfway to Halloween. They also started serving up some food that's time limited only. If you got the news, if you subscribe to our newsletter, we put that in there. The dates that they they have some of the food, but different resorts and at the par- some of the parks you yeah. can find some of these
0: special desserts. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. You have a favorite. Mansion dessert that you like to slurp up, yes. Mm-hmm. And that one's year round, so that I know, one, so but that still, one fits. yeah,
1: that I Listen. know it does fit. And that one you can have even if you can't get to the parks during the halfway to Halloween time frame, but yeah. Um, and I think one of the things that looked really great was a chocolate cake that they have over at the contemporary.
0: Yeah. It's like, oh, ah, yeah, so good, so good. Very cool. Very cool. I think you had another story that you wanted to share as well. Yeah,
1: just kind of, I think some people might have already heard about the Run Disney Virtual Races for the summer. Saw the
0: medals, they look really cool. Yeah,
1: so the 100-year logo on them. And um, so those go on sale this week on the 25th. So if you're interested in doing any of those, you don't have to do all of them. You can do one or two, but if you do all of them, you also qualify for a, an additional medal. Yeah, four medals entire Right, four, if yeah. you do all three. Um, but if you're interested in doing any or all of those, uh, mark your calendar for the
0: 25th. Yeah, and that's uh, yeah, and that's the thing you can do at home at your pace. They usually right. have them like one per month, one race per month. I believe it's like June, July, August or yeah, something, like like something like that. Yeah, something um, like that, yeah. But yeah, um, I'm worth seriously thinking about doing it because those metals yeah, are really, really cool. Definitely, yeah. yeah, at least one of them. And, uh,
1: you know, and, and you can still, like, you can print out a bib and, you know... I'll,
0: can make it as close to yeah. You can as, you can put on your, your costumes right? or whatever if you don't mind running around your neighborhood yeah. and having your your neighbors stare at you. Exactly. In <laughs> you <know, and> your <laughs> full of Mickey Mouse costume, whatever, it's all good. Uh, you can do what you want.
1: Can you do a five k on an elliptical? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't say you can. I know,
0: I know. It doesn't say you can. But anyway, we'll just open up the curtains and let the neighbors stare through the window at you. <laughs> oh, the birds. Yeah. All the birds. <laughs> That's it for the Disney stories of the week. However, we never leave you without giving you some sort of tip that might help you on your next vacation. And when we do this, we always start with Michelle because she's awesome, wonderful, all things great <laughs> in the world. She does the best research. She has the best list. She gets free onion rings <laughs> and she definitely has the best tip. So let's get to it. Here's Michelle's tip of the week. Um, So I have just a little tip for this
1: week and, and um, I'm subbed substituting it in this week because of my trip today to um, Animal Kingdom. And that has to do is if you are park hopping to Animal Kingdom, and you get there a little bit before you can actually enter into the gates at two o'clock, well, they have some photo ops. Right now, especially considering the, you know, the fact that it is their, their anniversary year and it is the hundred year. They, ha- they have several different photo op locations outside of the park. So before you actually scan to go in and um, you might want to take advantage of that and, and a good way to do it. Like I said, if you're park, park hopping and you get there before two o'clock. You have some opportunity to get some additional fun and some photos
0: in there. Yeah, very cool. So, yeah, there's I don't think cool I've stuff. seen
1: that at other parks. Uh, we didn't see it at Magic Kingdom or at. Yeah, Magic at Kingdom, at there's not really a lot of space out front right. of Magic Kingdom. Yeah. And,
0: yeah, Epcot, no, there's not really no, a lot of space not, at Epcot nope. or the studios, really. You know, you're right. I can't think of another yeah. location like that. They right. got kind of a little bit more of a of an area there in front exactly. of the Animal Kingdom Park with, that allows them to to do that. So well, yeah. that's good. So, that's tough. Anyways. Oh, Michelle's tip, always the best tip. (laughs) Uh, My tip this week, we've talked a a bit about some new Vacation Club places Mm -hmm. out there. And I I thought I'd just mention this a little bit. If you've ever thought about joining the Disney Vacation Club, but don't really understand the process, Mm -hmm. I would suggest you set up a meeting during your next Disney visit, whether it be at the Disneyland Resort or the Walt Disney World Resort. If you've even considered it, let them Tell you about it. Um, they'll walk you through the entire process, answer your questions, give you the details on what it costs. It's not cheap. I'll tell you that right, right now. Know that going in, it's not cheap, but it, it's good to kind of find out about it. We when we we were completely in the wrong, what we thought Disney Mm -hmm. vacation club was until we actually end up setting up one of these meetings several years ago. Now I think we would agree. It's one of the best decisions we ever made with signing up for Disney vacation club.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, you know, and don't be afraid to go to those, you know, meet and greets with them. Uh, they they really don't do a, a hard sell. No, you know. Um, sometimes they offer you even like a you know gift card, twenty five dollars or fifty dollars gift card, or some free uh, fast passes or, or lightning, lightning lanes. lanes now, I guess yeah. you know that they. No, ho- don't
0: don't quote us on that. There's no guarantee they'll do right, that. But, but sometimes often they do little right, things like that. Yes. Right, and
1: they do sometimes have offers. Um, that's offer-
0: that you know not you don't have to buy to get right. those. It's just meet with them. Right, exactly.
1: Um, and then there's also times that they have um sales going on you know uh and you can see those for yourself even if you go to the vacation club Mm -hmm. uh website you can see like right now they they are having discounts on some of like alani uh riviera and uh grand floridian and so you know sometimes they you can save some money buying some of those if if you're you know have them as your home and like we said your home just gives you the advantage of booking earlier but um yeah you're right it's it's if you're at all wandering and you know maybe you go and you decide not to and then you might later on decide to or whatever um yeah or you can even just go sometimes and just plan to tour some of these locations to see what they look like even without trying to uh to sell. Yeah. And they he work sold. with
0: your schedule. If you're looking to try and, you know, talk with them, sit down and talk with them, they'll work with your vacation schedule, what you got right. going on. They'll pick you up at your resort. They'll drop you off somewhere else uh, within Disney property right. as well. Once you're done. Yeah, they may try and sort of course you a little bit, but it's not a hard sell, as Michelle said. But there is no obligation, and they will definitely give you time to think about it. They know this is a big decision, so take it home, think it over, right. and give them. They'll tell you, give me a call. You know, if you have any other questions, or if you do decide to do this later on, they're happy to do that with right. you. Right.
1: So. You're you're not held captive like what you think about with these um, timeshare sales yeah. and things no, like that. It's and they're nothing really, like that. it's nothing like that. They're really not trying to twist your arm. I think they're just obviously promoting some of the benefits of it. Um, you know, also, if you have any thoughts about this, we've ha- we've done some episodes on, you know, why it works for us. Uh, and if you're not coming out to any, to either Disneyland or Walt Disney World and you are interested, they they will do virtual meetings to give some information to you as well. So That's true. But you don't give them of those perks.
0: Don't yeah, get those perks when you do those,
1: and it, it is. Yeah, it's not as fun as actually being there and touring. Although, we didn't get to tour
0: when we first, no, but we did, we didn't get a tour, but we did get picked up, right? We got taken to there, yeah. we talked but, with them, we got some free fast passes out, and we got yeah. dropped off back at like we had a lunch reservation, we got it all done, dropped us off in right. time to get to our lunch reservation. It was all good, it was yeah, really right. easy. Yeah,
1: we, we were, yeah, we it was like one of our last days, so yeah. we didn't have time to really go out to any of the the actual resort you know vacation club resorts to tour but if you have time there it's it's lovely to do that for sure for
0: sure so um good good tip honey Think it over thanks that's it for this week's show Uh, next week well we're quickly approaching the end of april and that means very soon it's gonna be (laughs) May. That, that was, was really bad. cool. That was interesting. <laughs> that means May the 4th is right around right. the corner as well. So we're going to be talking all about celebrating Star Wars Day. And you know what's right behind Star Wars Day? Or May the 4th be with you is, of course, the Revenge of the 5th. But that also happens to be Cinco de Mayo. So maybe right. we'll talk a little bit about that in Disney as well.
1: Yeah, and uh, if you have special plans or ideas of how to celebrate any of those events, share them
0: with us. Yeah, and we'll, for we'll, sure. We'll talk about them on our episode. And maybe we might incorporate it into our celebration. That's right. As for today's show, we appreciate that you joined us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you get podcasts. However, the very best place to find us is on our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Also, we're on social media, on Twitter, at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest, at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you are on Facebook, come on over and join us for some good, positive Disney energy fun on our Hyperion Adventurers Facebook group. Also, we are on YouTube. Just do a quick search for Hyperion Adventures podcast and hit subscribe. You'll know whenever we have a new video. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, please hit us up at our Gmail account, HyperionAdventuresPodcast at gmail.com.
1: And if you really want to help support this podcast, we would appreciate if you tell a friend about us or, and, and, or... Um, give us a five star Andor. five I like that show. I know we do um, five star review uh, rating it would be helpful or even become a Patreon
0: there you go all ways that really help this show but What really helps this show is listening to it. And we really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. Until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. Bye.